1: Welcome to TC Live, as the tennis world has taken its talents to South Beach. We are at the Miami Open. This is our post-game show to get you caught up on all the big stories and highlights from day three in the Sunshine State, presented by Conrad Hotels and Resorts. Here's what's on the way. Jesse Pagula playing a road game, but with some of the Bills Mafia on hand, the top-ranked American tackled the competition in Miami. Plus, her doubles partner Coco Goff felt right at home, but admits there is one person who makes her nervous on the court. We'll explain. And Francis Tiafoe has some thoughts on making tennis more popular for all the fans. Our experts discuss the pros, foes, and cons. Come on in, everybody, pros and that, I mean, I come on. see what did there. You like that? That's what <laughs> you did for, for you, fair <laughs> <Annika>. time. <laughs> that was for I you. I got it. Paul Chandler-Steve with you here to wrap up a day of great action in Miami. Elena Rabakina, Took the road less traveled, Chanda, but she got it done in the end. What do you think?
2: I mean, it's tough. I mean, she's coming off of a huge two weeks. You figure she's got to be tired, maybe a little physical, maybe a little mental and emotional as well. So great for her to work through that match, but up a set and four-one, and had to go three. I mean, that's not easy—an easy pill to swallow. Mm. But she was able to regroup and turn that match around in the third
3: did a great job. I mean, Chanda's yelling at me, Paul, come in here. It's a
2: 7 Come on, come sit down.
3: we got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing we know, we're in the third set. But look, that, that's part of the deal when you win a huge tournament like that, having to regroup and get focused again, the emotional high of getting a title like she got at Indian Wells, and then all of a sudden... Here we are Thursday, and she's teeing it up. She did a great job to rebound. That could have gone south real quickly.
1: Full highlights of that match coming up on the show. But first, the American women having a great day in Miami. Coco Gauff got her first main draw win here back in 2019. And guess what? Miami Heat star Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets in the house. As Coco, now a top ten player, the sixth seed, still a teenager Chad, to take taking on Rebecca Marino.
2: Yeah, still so much expectations of Coco Golf and certainly the expectations she has for herself and got off to a terrific start showing some feel there with the drop shot. You know, she was hitting nicely from the ground, and, and this was a really stern test against Rebecca Marino, who hits the ball big, hits it flat. But Golf was able to find the backhand to get that early lead, but it got tight, got back to four-all, and Golf. Showed some real impressive poise there to not overplay. Got it done, got that first set tucked away, and that allowed her to relax a little bit more. But this was still not an easy match. You see the movement, the court coverage of golf, and that's what they come to see, Steve. They want to see this phenom go to work, and that's what she was able to do in that second set, to close it out in straight sets. So a nice start to her Miami campaign.
1: Now holds the record for the most match wins at WTA 1,000 events before turning 20.
4: Talk to Prakash. Today we after. had Jimmy Butler there. You showed him some love after the match. When when you get superstars from other sports coming to watch, you, I know you go watch them as well yeah. in their field of battle. Is there is there a little extra you know wanting to wanting to perform for them?
2: Well, I mean, it doesn't make me as nervous because I you know I'm go- I feel like. They don't know as much about my sport as a, like maybe they'll maybe something I did bad. They probably didn't notice that it was bad. Um, and maybe I know Jimmy's playing a lot of tennis, so he probably did notice some things that I did. I saw him here last year, but he didn't come to my la- match last year. <laughs> so he's here this year at my match, and I was like, okay, I, I didn't make it, but I'm, a, I'm almost there, made it. <laughs> That's pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: awesome to see her get excited for stuff like this, and there is – Jimmy Butler, big tennis fan, friends with Alexander Zverev. We saw him catch up with Carlos Alcaraz last night at the Heat game. Now I
3: want one of those chairs for the day. Right. too.
1: <laughs> those are fancy. <laughs> you, you play at the Hard Rock Stadium, you, you get you get the big seats. And, and Coco Goff Paul, picked up a big win in that match. What impressed you about it?
3: Look, uh, I've always marveled at her maturity. You know, I mean, she's so young and yet so composed. And, and she's still trying to get better. The point-for-point mentality is there. She's such a great athlete. Um, I love the fact that she's continuing to try to get better. It's really easy to get stuck in what you do if you have success. And she's had success. She's continued to improve. She's continued to love the game. And you see interviews like that. She loves to play tennis. She loves to compete. And that's why she's probably going to have a very, very long and successful career because she enjoys it.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, she does a really good job of embracing you know, all of the pressures, all the eyes on her, the expectations. We talk about that so often, and, you know, she's still so young, but... You know this is where she would probably have seen herself already winning a major by now so you've got to kind of process things a little bit differently you still got to continue along that path of growth I think that's going to continue to be important for golf over the course of her career but right now working through these kinds of matches it's big and especially when she has a lead and she loses it how does she recover how does she reset and I thought she did a really good job of that today.
1: Looking to make the quarterfinals in Miami for the first time. Gets Anastasia Potapova next. How about her doubles partner, Jesse Pagula, also in action today. And Pagula, tough match. Had a couple of Buffalo Bills watching her. Looking to put, pick up an early AFC East
3: win Paul, Yeah, football day, basketball day with a little tennis sprinkled in, it seems like. And Jesse Pagula... Once again, just showed how sound she was from the back of the court, controlling the rally, able to dictate play. And one of the biggest themes was she did such a great job returning serve, winning over 50% of the return points. I think that freed her up a lot on her own service games, winning nearly 80% of her own second serve points. When she's buttoned up like this and can swing away and dictate from the back of the court, it is really fun to watch. 11 winners, five breaks. Let's hear from her.
4: Fairly comfortable victory, I would say. You you haven't played her before, though, so was there a little feeling out process?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think the first set, we were feeling each other out, and I was, I think I was up 4-3. And then, you know, down love 30, that was a big game, and I think that kind of flipped the momentum a little bit. But, um, yeah, I I think I had to adjust, made my game plan a little bit better uh, in the first set, and then was able to close it out pretty easy.
1: How about the three-time champ, Victoria Azarenka, taking on Camilla Giorgi? The Italian needed three and a half hours to win her first match, Paul.
3: Yeah, this was going to be a slugfest from the get-go, and there were no big shots about the, uh, uh, no big surprises about the shot making and about the level of offensive play. How about the little feel volley there, though, from Vika? Just a beautiful job absorbing the pace. In the first set, she played the bigger points better. She played more aggressive on the returns, broke five times, but consistently. Pressure on the Georgie serve, and that allowed her to free up a little bit, allowed her to serve plus one right there. How about that dig? Open stance two hander down the line. And when Vika plays this well, it's just reminiscent yeah, right. of the that's days that's where that's right. she was dominant. This was a terrific win, 6-3, 6-3 6-1.
1: 6-3. At five aces, won 80% of the points on her first serve, and as Paul mentioned, those great returns. And the match you just saw, Elena Rybakina, the Indian Wells champion, finally getting the respect. She deserves Chanda a prime time, main stadium match to start her turn.
2: And she did a terrific job Rabakina, of turning this first set around after dropping serve early, was able to break back and get that first set tucked away and got up 4-1, would have a game point in this game on serve, but Kalinskaya, she did not give up, give in. She started moving better, hitting shots like that, creating some open court. And we wondered, would Robachina be able to reset after losing the last five games of the second set? But she did. And that game, getting the break, able to serve it out, just looked a lot calmer there. And it may be a little relief getting done in that third set.
1: Lana Robachina, finalist at the Australian Open, winner at Indian Wells, winner at Wimbledon last year. Remember at the Australian Open, they put her on court 13. To start there.
2: I don't remember that. I mean, there's no way. Put it there. There's <laughs> I mean, no
1: way. My goodness. Uh, finally, getting some respect, Paul, uh, and able to back it up. But quick thoughts on that next match against Paula Bedosa.
3: That's going to be fun, right? Two power players, and Bedosa struggled this year. You know, she the rankings dropped. now. She's almost 30 in the world. She's not had her best level of play, but she's such a great player. I always feel like she's just one match away from regaining it, and mm. and this is the kind of match she needs against Rabacana. There's not going to be any secrets. It's going to be first-strike tennis. It's going to be whoever serves best and plays more consistently with their offense. This is a good matchup for Bedosa because Rabacana may be a little mentally tired, a little mentally fatigued, and Medosa should be chomping at the bit to get to the top of the game, but it's going to be a fun one.
2: Yeah, I think this is a good opportunity for Bedosa. She talked a little bit about maybe not having quite the confidence she had when she was top ten in the world, winning big titles. So, you know, these are the opportunities to build and to get some good wins in a row, to take out a player who is in such good form. And I think this is a good matchup. She'll be able to get into some rallies. She'll be able to maybe open up the court. And, as uh, Paul, as you mentioned, getting her a little bit earlier where maybe she's not quite as in Form, uh, with these conditions in Miami, maybe that's an opportunity as well.
1: Love this, this is a third-round match. Also have Pagula against Daniel Collins. That's going to be a good one as well. The American women, spectacular. How about the American men? We had five American men in action, including Marcos Giron taking on Christian Gareen. This opened up play on the stadium court, Chanda. Uh,
2: and This was a battle from the start, back and forth. But Gareen able to to get the advantage and get that first set. But Girón, he is such a fighter. He's playing some confident tennis as well, using his wheels and his speed to get back into this match and turn things around. And that passing shot, that is a confidence booster. Girón able to take that second set. And in the third, it was nip and tuck again. But Garim making an aggressive move there to take control in the middle of the court. And that is... Really where the match lay, who could do that more often? And in the end, it was Gary closing it out at the net. A huge win for him.
1: This is a guy who's come through qualifying. Two straight tournaments. Indian Wells upset. Casper Rude made the fourth round. Now takes out Marco Skironi. He's 8-1 and one in matches. 16 and 3 in sets in Masters 1000 events this year, including qualifying. A guy who's been in the top 25 before, Paul, and now working his way back in.
3: Yeah, I don't think that ranking does him service. I mean, this kid can play some serious tennis. He's ranked in the mid 90s last week in Indian Wells. We watched him. Um, take out Casper Rude playing terrific tennis, plays better on clay, but he can play on hard, can take the ball early, can come forward, can finish at the net. He's gotten in a bit of a rut, and for me, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. I'm not quite sure why, because he's a great athlete, has a terrific forehand, understands how to play on multiple surfaces, can play deep in the court, and can come to the net. So I think he's just trying to get his mental game mm. in shape, and it's wins like this that'll help. Maybe a future pick. For Chanda Rubin, we, we, we've got
1: her FanDuel picks coming up All right. later on the show. We'll see how she did from yesterday, tell you who she's got. LaLocca on for tomorrow. Plus, you don't want to miss what Big Bo had to say about bringing a bigger atmosphere to tennis matches. We're just getting started on TC Live. TC Live at the Miami Open is presented by Conrad Hotels and Resorts. Discover ConradHotels.com. Chanda Ball, Steve, back on TC Live. Our matches on Bally Sports and T2 on Friday, featuring Yannick Sinner against Laslo Gera and then Mark Andrea Husler taking on the American Tommy Paul. Leave Shiras, Jin, Michael Gamble on the call for these. Time now for our fan duel match preview. Paul, we got Dusan Ljubic taking on Maxime Cressy. Ljubic coming off that win against Andy Murray. How does he handle? the serve and volley machine who is favored in this one.
3: Yeah, going to be a little different matchup for Lajovic playing Cressy, who's going to be all over the net coming forward. I believe Cressy won their one meeting mm-hmm. in 22 in Sydney. And uh, I'm going to lean with the big serve and volleyer. I think he's got a little bit more momentum. I think he's going to be dangerous. He's going to break the rhythm, and he's going to be crashing the net. And I think he's getting the W. What
1: do you think, Jane? I, I I might take the three sets, though, just to – to hedge it a little bit? Yeah. P- potentially?
2: Yeah, I don't do much hedging, but I, I would probably <laughs> agree with Paul as you well. Do you cut
1: the hedges I'm outside gonna, the yeah, house? I don't even like no. to mess yeah, no, with all don't. that. <laughs> Cressy has lost three matches in a row, so yep. L- looking to find the wins The wins there. And right a lot now. Of
3: tie breaks, too, this year. He's played. I think he's played 14 tie breaks in, in his 14 matches or something. So mm. he's, he's,
1: That's like one a match, that's all and my, I don't, I'm not even good he at You saw, saw me trying to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I uh, right now, FanDuel giving all new users ten times your first bet in bonus bets, up to $200, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now. Start making every moment more. This is the moment we have been waiting for. Chanda's right. pick of the day. Now, Chanda took the rare loss no. yesterday. Kazakina going out in three sets to Mertens.
2: Actually, Kazakina took the loss. And <laughs> well I shared in it. Yeah. <laughs> Burton <laughs> did play a terrific match, won it in, in three sets. But yeah, you know, some days this doesn't work out. Steve. No.
1: Just like Big Sean, last night took an L, but tonight you bounce back. Who's your pick?
2: Well, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Maria Sakkari. Okay. Over BB and This is a tough Ooh, call a here. And <laughs> has been starting to find her form. I think it's still going to be a tricky one for Sakkari, but I'm going to give her the edge. And of course, she is the favorite as well.
1: Yeah. So less Chanda Bucks that you would win, but.
2: I mean, you know, I can't be helped. <laughs> got to go with the pick.
3: <laughs> one and one in my 11 and three overall. I still, you still got to lean very, Chanda. Very intimidating. <laughs> Either very way. Very intimidating. Absolutely. Uh, I'll have to go the same way. I think uh, Andrescu's playing some terrific tennis. Um, I think Sakari's playing... Um, Very well, but sometimes a little unpredictable. Mm -hmm. But I just think she's a great player, and I just think she has a little bit too much game. So I'm picking Sakri over Andrescu, and I'm not going to hedge either because I don't like doing the hedges either, Chandler. (laughs) I'm glad we agree.
1: I'm (laughs) I'm the only one
3: who's out there working, working, (laughs) doing the hedges, everything. do
2: it all, Steve.
3: Yeah, I
1: bet. I'm going to say, if you're going to hedge, three set Matt. They played twice before, both times, three sets. There you go. So whoever wins, three sets. Okay. Still to come, while doing commentary for Tennis Channel while playing in the main draw is good luck. Big banks with multiple sources of income in Miami. Welcome back. Here's your Friday schedule in Miami. No no beach time. There is no beach time because we got you covered. Well, I guess if you want to go really early. Day session, 11 a.m. Eastern, right through the night session. Then we got TC Live to wrap it all up. Encore following that. But you know what? You can just catch some rays at Hard Rock Stadium. Watch all the tennis. Chris Eubanks called the J.J. Wolf match against Alexander Bublék for us on Wednesday uh, said he would be watching anyway. Then he took the quarter on Thursday, played some inspired tennis ball against Dennis Kudla.
3: Yeah, this was a fun one to watch and uh, Big Banks, when he plays tennis at the top of his game, he is so much fun to watch. Look at the beautiful one-hander, played a terrific tie break, but he always serves big. We know that. Boom right there to close out the first set and then the second set did a nice job. Banks never faced a break point on his serve. Served 75 percent, actually 74, but I rounded up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the big he did for him is that he won almost 70 percent uh, of his second serve points, and that frees him up. He was able to just crush and rush, look relaxed, and really did a great job out there. I think he'll be commentating all the time now. Yeah, born of a torch next. Maybe we'll have him as the sideline reporter for that one. <laughs>
1: Another American chain <laughs> of Mackey McDonald in action against Daniel Galan. McDonald, perfect 7-0 in his opening rounds this
2: season. And That's a real you know, confidence lifter, I think, for McDonald, especially when he got off to such a good start here, got that first set tucked away, got even more confidence. The lob would the feel there off that backhand side. That is a pretty sweet shot. And it's easy to hit when things are a little breezy, a little windy in Miami, but everything was falling his way. Hitting the drop shot there to set himself up to close that one out in straight sets. Very clean performance for Mackie McDonald.
1: Saved nine of ten break points, converted four of his own, even posted a selfie with Percass on his Instagram after everything's going the right direction for Mackie. Uh, former U.S. Open champ Dominic Team back in Miami for the first time since 2019, Paul, facing Lorenzo Sonigo.
3: Yeah, this was a tough one to watch. Yes. I'm a huge fan of Sonigo, but Dominic Team. Thien- just has struggled to get back. Huge fan of this. He had set point here in the first set, just couldn't get it done. Just making some unforced errors. And Sanigo in the second set freed up, used that big serve, big forehand, and you could tell teams just starting to look with look the shoulders drop, a little exasperated. Even with his relentless pool of optimism, it's starting to get drained. He needs some wins, needs some confidence, and needs some good health. But for Sonico, a heck of an effort to get through that tie break and a good second set.
1: Breaks a six-match losing streak at Masters 1000 events. The team hasn't won one since June 2021. Here's what's trending on social media in an article in Forbes by Tim Newcomb. Francis Tiafoe says, quote, fans should be able to come and go and move around and speak during matches and outside of events like Wimbledon. He wants to change things to bring younger fans to the game. Chanda, your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I like the idea of allowing fans to move around. I think it's terrible when they have to stand and wait for three games sometimes. They can be 30 minutes uh, total. I think that is definitely would be good policy to allow fans to move around. I don't think that would disrupt play. I don't know about the talking, though. Sometimes I want to watch a match and people are talking next to me, and I want to tell them to shut up. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's what Foe has in mind. I would take that charge, but I'm not sure about that one.
3: Yeah, I like the fact that Bo's trying to be creative and think outside the box a little bit. And I, too, think, you know, we've got to figure out how to get the fans in the stadium quicker. You know, they can't be sitting out there for three games at the start of the sets. That's too long. Uh, I've got to like uh, the idea of maybe letting them move around. I think players can get used to that. But I, I also believe the noise. I, I think there's drama in silence. I, I actually like that. I like the drama in silence. And uh, I think I would stick to no noise. Silent film star, Paul Paul Anico. There you go. Uh,
1: taking the charge. Uh, he's trying to make it more like basketball. Here's Billie Jean King, the legend, chiming in. She said, team sports can teach us so much about improving the fan experience in tennis. Innovate, learn, improve, and implement. So BJK on Team Foe on this one. In terms of, of, of speaking during matches, Chana, I mean, Listen, he wants it to be like basketball. So you're at the free throw line, right? And games on the line. You got folks right in front of you. They're waving their hands. They're screaming nasty thoughts at you. They're saying stuff about your mama. And and, and you got to be able to make that free throw for your team. And that's what Bigfoot wants fans to be able to do when when it clutch five all deuce in the finals of a tennis match. And you're about to serve. No, I mean, you say no.
2: <laughs> I haven't I haven't actually said I mean we have had team tennis world team yeah. tennis so there's a little bit of that going on when you play in that format I've played in that before I've watched it as well I think that's a lot of fun I think it keeps it interesting for fans and it's a little more of that atmosphere because there's constantly things going on when you attend a world team tennis match I do as, as Paul kind of said as well I do like kind of the drama of you know tennis, having that silence, being able to hear the ball, you know, even during points that are great, you hear the oohs and the ahs of fans. I think that's very cool, and you know, I don't necessarily think we need to do away with that, but maybe you know, we can try things. I mean, I'm open, Steve.
0: Okay, all yeah, right, I'm not maybe a compromise.
2: Minded, you
3: yeah. Know? Yeah, there's, there's some there's some middle of the road stuff. Look, I I think we do have to be creative, and we have to be innovative, and figure out how to bring more fans in, the young fans in. I think a lot of it starts at these tournaments where they have a lot of excess space on the grounds, where it becomes sort of like a tennis festival. We saw it in Indian Wells last week. They're doing it in Miami as well. Tennis Australia does a great job in Australia, making so many things outside, away Mm. from the courts, fun and active and bringing the kids together. When we're on the courts, I want the focus to be about the tennis, but I do want to be considerate of the fans. I want them in there quickly. Let them get in. Let them move around. The noise stuff I'm not enamored with. You know, I, I don't love the fact that you want to hear noise to purposely make somebody miss. Mm. You know, that that I'm not a big fan of. And I do believe the drama in silence. There's no more deafening silence than center court at Wimbledon when it is dead silent and that's drama.
1: All right. Uh, maybe we can try it out at the next-gen finals or something. See, see how it, how it Let's goes. Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Let's take a look at our Conrad Hotel and Resorts Tournament Summary. American women, perfecto. 4-0. Pagula, Goff, Collins, and Claire Liu advancing. Richard Gasquet, how about just four wins away from number 600? That's incredible for the Frenchman. And Carlos Alcaraz looking to complete the Sunshine Double. He is in action on Friday in Miami. We will break down all the big matches when we come back. Welcome back to TC Live. Here are your featured matches for a Friday starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. Andre Rublev, J.J. Wolf talked about Maria Sakkari and Bianca Andreescu. The yeah, yeah. number one ranked American, Taylor Fritz, in action. The number one ranked uh, player, potentially, uh, Carlos Alcaraz, in action. Shelby Rogers, Arena Sabalenka, so much to talk about. Let's head back to Miami for a preview with Danny and Prakash.
2: All right, Steve, back at the Tennis Channel Cadillac desk, we've got the defending champion, the Indian Wells champ, Carlos Alcaraz, starting his campaign here in Miami, taking on Facundo Bagnus. Can Bagnus do anything to challenge this kid?
4: No, I, I don't think so. Uh, guy's ranked 100, talented lefty, had a nice three-set win in the opening round against Alves, good atmosphere in that match, but uh, Carlitos is on a completely different planet right now. I mean, the way he dismantled Medvedev in that final, I think over here, he's going to have all the support of the crowd. He's going to have all the superstars in the building, other athletes coming to watch him. Even the players love coming and watching this guy. He's going to be getting so much energy out there. I mean, it's going to make us want to be getting out there. Yeah, get him,
3: King! Get him, King!
4: That's for you, Weissman. I can't wait.
3: Weissman, that was for you. It's going
2: to be a fun and exciting atmosphere here in Miami on Friday.
3: Too much caffeine. That's,
2: that's, my, guy. that's my guy. Get him, King. Get him, King. <laughs>
3: too
2: much caffeine.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, the, the Indian Wells tones. Let, let's let's talk Taylor Fritz, Emilio Nava. We saw the young American Nava second serves at like 117 miles an hour the other night against John Isner. What worries you about him as Taylor's coach?
3: Look, a- anyone that beats John Isner can play tennis, and and he's a young American who's got a lot of skills. And uh, we saw against John Isner how well he can play offense. You talked about his big serve. So uh, it's going to be a tough one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you don't take anybody for granted, and especially somebody who's coming off such a big win, who served so well to get past Isner. But Taylor Fritz, he's playing at a different level as well from the ground and aggression as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the top-ranked American in the world for a reason. All right. Cannot wait to get Friday underway. Thank you for watching TC Live. The action continues from Miami next.